The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. Welcome in, everybody, to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast, presented to you by Belly Up Sports. We got the whole crew on, all four of us, uh, ready to recap a sad week of uh, LSU sports. Uh, hopefully an optimistic week of Penn State sports, some NFL stuff, and just everything in between. How are y'all doing this weekend? I've had better sports weekends, I'll say that. Yeah, the Saints saved it for you. Nah, barely. Your fantasy is not looking great, is it, Tyler? No, that, that's what's really getting me down. Yeah, we might. We, you know, we're gonna preface the fantasy football segment this week with uh, just go with your gut, uh, yep. and then we'll we'll give our tips because uh, it's not looking too hot. But we'll we're we're getting through. We're getting through. Yep. Um, Futch, we're glad you were able to join us again. Ready yeah. for Penn State? You weren't here for Penn State, Ohio State, and they got beat. So we're hoping you can turn it around. Yeah. I, um. I'm hoping this is a different week. If we decided to show up for for this one, hopefully uh, now is the time because I feel like with the win, we still have a chance for the college football playoff considering everything that's happened. That, yeah. that is true. Uh, is it at Michigan or is it at Penn State? No, it's at Penn State. Uh, okay. Living in the off, I hate that. I want it to be a night game. Uh, one uh, last time, it goes to Johnson. How I don't you, like. Thank God, because I hate. And then you Johnson. get Gary Danielson. Yeah, yeah. You get old Danielson. Ooh, what isn't he? A, isn't he a trip? He's better um, than Johnson. I tell you that much. How do you feel about the whole Connor Stallion situation? You think you think he got Penn State signals before he was rolled out the door? They they officially fired him. By the way, he's gone. Well, he was just on a paid vacation for the last. Well, what's stopping him from time. going to some games? You know, sure, still... that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Who's stopping him from buying a ticket and going and? Just because he's mean, not employed and getting money directly from, I mean, you can still if somebody wants to go in. check the Venmo accounts and see if he's getting paid, that's like go put them suckers on private now because that was yeah. his first mistake. Uh, but he's loyal to Michigan. I mean, it's been going on for a couple of weeks, and he's got he had. I'm sure y'all have seen the Michigan Manifesto, the 600 page playbook as to how he was going to take over the team and lead them to victory. Um, there's no way Jim Harbaugh didn't know about it, right? I mean, he had to have known yeah, about it. Like the sure. fact that the fact that Purdue's, you know, Purdue staff knew about it <clears throat> and had evidence of it. You know, like you can't tell me Harbaugh doesn't know where every member of his staff is on, on a on a given weekend. Like, I get it to a certain extent. Like, oh well, you know, I don't control him and this and that, and he's his own person and everything. And then. To top it all off, folks, here comes the uh, the school president asking for due process in this situation. I said, "Well, here we so go." He's in a championship, right? You know, and it's like, "Oh, let's let's wait it out so they don't have to get penalized for the 2023 season," which I think is a bunch of crap. So, I just think it's it's a situation where nobody wins this season. I think the Big Ten is right to have all the coaches come in and talk about it, like they did this past week and have a discussion about what should happen in their opinions. 
Um, and I think unanimously they stated that there should be uh, some sort of punishment for Michigan's program. I mean, it's nothing against the players. I totally think that the players have nothing to do with it. Um, and well, it was yeah, a staff's all, decision. It's all it's all stallions, and I'm sure. Maybe he can't. I'm sure Harbaugh is involved at some level, right? In some level, yeah, he is. And it's there's no way you don't know one of your staffers is, is missing from like practice. Like he may not know everybody's you know favorite color, but you know their names and you see him every day. He's a part of a position group. I'm sure somebody's like, "Hey, where's Stallions at?" Like one of the players. Oh, he's at Central Michigan. Did you see him wearing the full gear? And because. Michigan's a Nike team. He had to like tape over his Nike shoes with Adidas stripes to fit in. It was just like it was a whole it was a whole situation. I was like, how do you not how do you not realize this? Um, so it's the NCAA. They're gonna wait ten years before a ruling comes out. It'll probably void a couple of Michigan's wins. Harbaugh's gonna be in the NFL coaching by then. It probably won't even matter. So um, I don't know. I just thought it was pretty wild that it's like. You don't think it's Ohio State, Ryan Day's letting them know, like, hey, this is uh, this is happening. Is it, maybe. That's the only team that he can't seem to beat. So maybe he's kind of saying, hey, this you see this? They haven't beat us in 15 years, and then now they've beat us two years in a row. Something's a little suspicious here. But, hey, maybe Penn State can just go ahead and serve some justice this Saturday and um, you know knock Michigan down and, and put Ohio State in the driver's seat for now. I mean, one can hope. Uh, They are ranked higher. Ohio State is ranked higher. I mean, you could run into a situ. You could run into a situation where they all beat up on each other. I know Mm -hmm. it happened a number of years ago and everything, but like, you could run into a situation where, you know, Penn State loses to Ohio State. Penn State beats Michigan, and Michigan turns around and beats Ohio State. So, like, yeah, there's a bunch of different scenarios that could happen. Yeah, no, they're definitely. Definitely is, and I think it will be good for the conference next year whenever they just open it up to the top two teams because really any of those three teams deserves a, a chance at, in Indianapolis in the championship game. But un- unfortunately, you're going to see like Iowa sneak mm-hmm. in there and somehow I mean, just they got one score. loss. Well, two, they have one or two. They have losses. two losses. Two losses. Yeah, but who whoever yeah. on that side has less than two losses? But Nobody. Wisconsin, Wisconsin could have locked it up had they won this weekend. I feel like they really, if they win this weekend, they lock it up. But you lose to Indiana, who's one of the worst teams in the conference. And that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I get you're on the road to Indiana, but it's not a very hard place to play. I mean, you're playing out in the middle of nowhere. But I I, I just think that there are certain teams when you, like Wade mentioned, when you get to next year and you get to the big grand big 10 that turns into the big 20 18. or 30 you know how many and, teams are gonna have 18 right 18, big 18. Man. yeah yeah so big 18 I, over on cbs i just think it's one of those where you're not going to see anything change i think your top three teams that you see right now that lead the big 10 your number one team your number three team and your number 11 team in the country are going to be your top three teams in the conference when it's all said and done I don't think that USC is going to be competitive in that sense. 
I don't think that Washington's going to be competitive, and I don't think that you. I definitely don't think UCLA is going to be competitive oh, no. in the Big Ten. It's no. a totally different brand of football. These teams have no defense. They're coming to a conference with a lot of defense. So look, I, I just look at Iowa. Be interesting. They win because <laughs> yeah. of their defense. Um, I mean, shoot, folks, if you want, I was going to boycott the flight to Oregon. Under. <laughs> bet the under every week. It does not matter who they play. They, bet uh, the 17 points. They it's stuck us with another 29. Again. They uh, they said, do it again. Who did yeah. they play this week, Wade? Who was it? Uh, they play against Rutgers, who, who gave Ohio State a little bit of a run. Hit uh, the under, baby. All, all day, every day. As I mean, it was an unprecedented down. under at 29, which was the lowest ever. And somehow they cut it in half. They only scored 17. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean... I'm coming to Baton Rouge this weekend. Wade and I are going to take in the Florida LSU game, watch the backups play. As soon as I touch down, money's going on the under of Iowa. I mean, there's no way they score more than 29 and I'm going to take points. you straight to LaBerge, so you have to do it in person, and, and you'll understand that it's not just fun money. Exactly. <laughs> it's not just wolf spreads, which uh, – you know, I know you're getting used to throwing, you know, $1,000 on the Arizona game. So. <laughs> yeah. Two thousand, actually, because I forgot to bet. <laughs> How did, let's you do that? I tried yeah, why don't you? Why before. don't you throw a grand of your own money actually down on Arizona I, next week? <laughs> I wish I would have. Uh, it let me do it way because I split it into four different five hundred dollar okay. bets. I just did 500 Arizona to win, Arizona to cover, and it, it, it worked out because I forgot about That'd it. That'd be pretty exhilarating to see something like that hit, but that takes a lot of gut to uh, lay a thousand on the table. <laughs> Hey, we don't but pay Arizona, Arizona's the absolute spoiler of the Pac-12 this year. Um, it seems like Oklahoma State's going to be the spoiler of the Big 12 this year. Yeah, all these teams lose early be, and then they win late. Yeah, Northwestern seems to be coming around and hanging around with teams and being the spoiler for the Big Ten West at least. But So, in the Pac-12, it's probably just going to be Washington versus Oregon, yeah. which I think is what we're all expecting. Uh, Big Ten... Is still undecided on the west side. The SEC, I think it's pretty much locked up Alabama versus Georgia, but I really, really wish we were at our no conference this year, right? Or no yeah. no divisions this year because it mm-hmm. would be a – it would give the Georgia-Ole Miss game some meaning because at this point it really doesn't mean anything. Ole Miss wins, great, but they're, they can't go to the SEC championship unless Alabama loses twice to, Aub- to the likes of Auburn and Kentucky. Nope. I mean, Auburn happen. can't even cross the 50-yard line half the time, so – but uh, never a bad thing to be the uh, team sitting at home um, on conference championship weekend because we do see crazy things happen. If, if you know, Alabama were to get stomped on by Georgia or something and, and Ole Miss beat Georgia, I think that at that point the Rebels would be in. I, mean, I don't That's think so. That's interesting. I, I just – I don't think – I think it's more likely that you get two Big Ten teams. Uh, so say that – like even if Penn State loses, I don't think that they could – like really boot out the the loser of it, especially the way that Ohio State shifted at number one. What about a, no way? Even if they lose to Michigan, now they like they like look at last year's game. It wasn't even close, and Ohio State still got in. So I think it would be the pretty much the same. I think that it's more likely you get uh, two Big Ten teams in, especially if the Big Twelve plays itself out, because it's pretty much Texas. I mean, Texas was like. So lucky to get out of that uh, win against uh, Kansas State, but they did. Uh, yep. But, you know, if Oklahoma losing back-to-back, now it's really up in the air uh, between Oklahoma State and Kansas. Those are the the two teams that are, are really in it. Uh, so the Big 12 is really rooting for Texas for the conference. And if Texas uh, loses in these couple of weeks or in the Big 12 championship, that conference is out. 
Well, so riddle me this. Let's throw this scenario out here in our college football playoff talk that starts now. Um, they and what Wade just said, Georgia or Ole Miss beats Georgia next weekend, right? And it's like a like a like a good win, not like something close, like a like a maybe by a touchdown or something. Um, Georgia then goes on to to beat Alabama in the SEC championship, you know, hypothetically. Would would you not take Georgia and or I forgot the the second part of the scenario. Washington, Oregon. Oregon beats Washington in the Pac-12 championship, but Washington beat Oregon in the regular season. They both have one loss. Who are you taking? Are you taking the one loss SEC championship, SEC champion, or are you taking two Pac-12 teams in that in that situation? I don't know if that made any sense. That was a lot of that was a lot of scenarios. It, a lot of teams. I don't think you take either. I just don't think you take either. I just I agree with Tyler in the sense that. The Big Ten, I think the resume for those top three teams, it with an undefeated team in the Big Ten and a one-loss team in the Big Ten, their resume is bigger, strength of schedule is stronger. Your only loss to be against the number one team in the country if Ohio State wins out, then <clears throat> really... Well, Penn State would really have two losses. I think if Ohio State wins out, Penn State would have two losses. And, I, I, I mean, that kind of negates them from the college football playoff at that point. Well, I don't think that... I would. But if that means they'd have to lose to Michigan, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think in, if they I lost to Michigan, scenario, though, Chet, you're pretty much saying if Georgia loses, you know, an SEC championship to Bama, that's what you're saying. And if Washington, no, if, uh, if Ole Miss beats Georgia in the regular season, this oh, right. And then and you if have they, a... and if they beat Bama, and if they get yeah. redemption and, and beat Alabama, oh, then yeah, you got a one loss, SEC. one loss Georgia team. Oh. Yeah, that's well, I guess you look at. You let me back all this up. I, I mean, I realized what I was saying. If Washington loses, sense. they're out, and then Georgia wins. I mean, there's no way that the SEC champion. I mean, every right. single year the college football playoff, I guess, outside of 2014, uh, was the first year. Uh, you know, the SEC has really been an automatic lock. It's more of a okay. You got an SEC championship champion, and you got a Big Ten champion. Say, say Ohio State wins Big Ten, they go undefeated. Mm-hmm. Wins the Big Ten, okay. Georgia either goes undefeated or they drop the loss to Ole Miss. I don't think it really matters. If yeah. they even – I mean, even Alabama's got one loss. They win an SEC championship over Georgia. You have a situation where it's like, well, Georgia's undefeated and they lose to Alabama. That's, that's assuming they beat Ole Miss. You have Georgia's undefeated, they lose to Alabama, right? Um, so then you're looking at what if Oregon beats Washington. That's a one yeah, you got a bunch of one-loss teams. That's a mm-hmm. one-loss conference. It all comes down to who you play and who you beat. And I think I would think Oregon's strength of schedule has to be better. I don't think I think Washington would be left out because they're really their best win would get canceled out because they would lose to Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. And, you know, Georgia would have, you know, they played, you know, Alabama. But what what if Michigan beats Penn State but then loses to Ohio State? They got one loss team. I mean, strength of schedule. All right. Strength of schedule. Who would you pick between Washington, Oregon, Georgia or Michigan? If hypothetically they all are sitting with a loss at the end mm. of the year, I think Georgia, I would say Oregon and and uh, Georgia. Yeah, Georgia right now. I think that the strength of schedule is getting better. I mean, at the start of this season, we were like, okay, this is the easiest uh, schedule. But yeah, Oregon has played tough. Uh, but I mean, Georgia they've played you know a top fifteen Missouri. They played it at then when they were ranked a top twenty five Kentucky, and then depending on if Tennessee beats Missouri, that's another top. So I think that Georgia's schedule as a whole 
And like I said, they're not going to – I think Georgia's a lock unless – if as long as they don't lose these next two, like either to Ole Miss or to Tennessee, Georgia will be in the playoff once again. Well, what if Alabama beats them? The they're still going to be in. Their, so their schedule is going to be way be better. Because if Alabama beats them, you got two SEC teams yeah. in, and you're going to boot out a Big Ten team. Whoever doesn't make the conference championship right. in the Big Ten from the East – would be booted out. I mean, if Michigan loses once, I think they're out because they their schedule is one of the worst in the country. Because think about it. You're going to yeah. have to save a slot more than likely for Florida State. Yeah. They're going to have to. I, I forgot yeah, about Florida that. Florida State's got to go undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. So, Unless you know. Oh, Miami. <laughs> ruins yeah, it all. Right. Oh, well, yeah. Florida State loses. I think they're, they're out. I think Texas right now is out. Mm-hmm. And I think Texas would fall – even as a one-loss conference champion, I think there's an argument they would fall short of uh, one of these one-loss teams that we're talking about um, not making their conference. Texas does have one of the best wins in, in college football right now, though. Only problem they have that for win me, against though, Alabama, which is looking better and better by the week. Yes. Only problem for me, though, is even if Texas does win out and they do win the Big 12, I still think that they fall short. Like I still think what? that they sit at five or six. There's no way. I do. I think so. The Big Twelve is one of the better conferences, and there's no way that they leave them out. If if everything goes to chalk in the championship games, I think that Texas would get in. But if a team like Ohio State or Georgia gets beat in their conference championship, I would think it would be hard to leave them out and throw Texas in. Yeah. Well, okay. Think about hypothetical. it. Hypothetical. Here's your think conference champions. Here's your conference champions. Hold on. Hold on. Hypotheticals. Let's do it. Hypotheticals. That's what we're here for. Here's your conference champions. At the end of the year, this is Chet's made-up world. You okay. have, uh, for Futch, you have a one-loss Penn State. Mm-hmm. Okay, which I don't even know. Yeah, it's possible. So they would have went out and win the Big Ten, is what you're saying? Yes, you have a one-loss Penn State. We'll, we'll throw that out there for Futch. One-loss okay. Penn State. You have a one-loss Oregon. You have a one-loss Alabama. You have a one-loss Texas. You have an undefeated Florida State. Am I missing anybody? Any Ohio big... State? Well, I said a one law. I'm saying conference okay. champions. Penn State wins. One okay. So you need Michigan to beat Ohio State in that situation, right? So Michigan loses somebody loss. else. They are playing okay. in Ann Arbor. That, I'm saying if Michigan, if, if Penn State beats Michigan this weekend, and then Penn State goes on to run the table, Michigan beats Ohio State. Is that Penn State really can't we just give our top in? four and screw with all this? What Penn is Penn State even able to get it? Penn State's yeah. kind of out unless Ohio State or Michigan loses twice. It would have to be a three way tie, and I don't know how that mm-hmm. three way tie would be decided. Ohio it all State depends on Penn State. Penn State is Ole Miss. They're a good team that has one loss, and unfortunately, that loss was to the team that controls their. Well, they're the number one team in the land, so it's not that bad of a loss. True. I mean, since you know this playoff committee, it's like, oh, they put them on a silver platter, like, oh, this is the best team in the country. Yet they struggle against. They almost lost to Rutgers. So you're going (laughs) to probably see Penn State and Ole Miss, or maybe Michigan and Ole Miss, potentially sitting there. They could be Sugar sitting Bowl. there with one loss. So Penn State Ole like Miss the, Sugar Bowl. Penn State Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. Honestly, I might go to that. <laughs> Wait, isn't the Sugar Bowl a semifinal? Oh yeah, it is a semifinal. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> right. Dang it. Oh well. Send I them out, West. 
Cotton Bowl right. it is. The Rose Bowl. <laughs> well, they can't send them out west either because the Rose Bowl is a semifinal. Also. That's true. Oh. So it's either the cotton, the orange, send them or the to the desert. <laughs> Give them the Cotton Bowl. Um, but this could all be alleviated if Washington wins out. Boom, they're in. I think if, if Washington and Florida State win out, there's not many extra spots. Yeah, if, if Washington State wins, wins out, they're out they better be number one. Here's, Ohio, here's the Ohio problem. State wins out, they're in. Georgia wins what? out, they're in. It's simple, simple math. The top four you see is yeah. All right, top four. Is, I can't see. I can't see the Big Twelve in. I can't I see. Agree. I think they're the beating up on win. each other every single week, and I feel like Oklahoma State's the best team in the Big Twelve right now. It, it's just my Gundy and the boys, baby. Texas and Oklahoma State don't play in the regular season. I don't think. Boy, they didn't lose to South no. Alabama. They would have Hey, what if Iowa wins the Big Ten? What happens then? <laughs> The then nobody, crumbles. The nobody from the Big Ten deserves to be in the playoff. The I center agree. of the universe yeah. is at the field if of they, dreams. If anyone if loses to Iowa, that's automatic elimination. Does <laughs> Iowa get to the college football playoff? They would have two lost champions right there. But think about it. Next year at the 12 at the 12 team, See, this they, is why they, we need they might honestly to... be in. Like, think about that. This is exactly why we need Yeah, to... they might sneak in as the 12. <laughs> That would be insane. We'd have Tulane as the 12 because they would be the best G5. I mean, Tulane's a 27-point favorite over Tulsa this weekend. Well, they only won by three against ECU when they were a 27-point favorite. (laughs) But think about this. Like, the Big Ten's so strong in the East now. Think about Rutgers, too. I mean, freak, Rutgers is 6-3, and and they're going to go to a bowl game for the second Uh, year So, Neil doesn't have any chaos happening. No, Neil's got the boring one. Neil's a straight shooter. Uh, you know that. That's probably uh, what it's going to be. All right, let's let's go. Let's go. Top four playoff. Which I think we know what it. I okay. Let me rephrase this. Playoff top four at the end of the year, not Tuesday, not in two days because it's Sunday, right? We I think we kind of can assume who the top four are going to be. Nothing really happened this weekend, right? You got Ohio. Maybe Georgia Ohio State swap. I mean, maybe. So nah, I would now. They probably won't because they, they don't want to Hey, the committee says they start with a clean sheet, but that's a bunch of BS. They're going to play at Ohio State number one. Who who was so it was Ohio State Michigan or Ohio State Georgia Michigan and who's for Washington uh, Florida State Florida State. So I think it stays. I think everything yeah. probably stays the same. All right, so top four at the end of the year. Tyler hit us. Me. With it. Okay. All right. Well, this is going to be a lot of fun because we still have a lot of football to be played. But you know what? We're going to give our college football playoff. Uh, man, this is a lot of chaos. Uh, I guess I'll go, uh, you know, go. Conf- okay. Number one will be Florida State. I think that they're going to be one of the lone undefeateds. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. I know that you have the faces. I think that they're going to climb all the way up to number one. I still think that, you know, they. Got some big games left on their schedule. Miami this weekend, that's always a tough one in the rivalry game. They didn't look too good against Pitt. Um, number two, uh, I'm going to go with – oh, boy, I don't know, man. I'm going to go with Penn State. I think that they find a way. It's going to come down to that three-way tiebreaker. I'm just going to hope that it gets there. Uh, so give me Penn State there. Uh, and then number three, let's go with Oregon. I think that Oregon is going to get their revenge uh, on them. And then uh, number four, uh, let's go with Alabama. I think they get it done. That's not what I was expecting. Not I don't know. You. you put me on the spot. That's not going to be mine, but, but yeah. What if all of a sudden 
Clemson is putting it together, and they beat Florida State in the in the ACC. Uh, I still ACC. think they're down a, a couple spots in the rankings. Case. I think, I think that the best they in. can do. Okay. I think the best they can do is like twenty uh, of well, in the country. I can't do this right now because I think that Alabama beats Georgia, and then it's going to be like a three-way tie between the. It, it's just stupid. I don't, oh, I'm not I don't saying know. Clemson gets in the playoffs. I'm thinking Clemson. No, I'm saying no. I'm trying to. I'm trying to to go what's what's going through my mind. So I'm going to go like the conferences. I think Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship. They get in. Georgia will probably get in because they'll 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 still get in. And then the Big Ten will be chaos. I have no idea what's going to happen. The Big Twelve will eliminate itself out. I think Oklahoma State ultimately wins that conference. Florida State, they're going to be in. I think that Oregon gets their revenge. So figure it out. That's the teams that I think that's going to be in there at the end. The committee so that, should let us pick. So they I can't get a top pick. four. That's like a top six. All right. All right. Wade, what do you got? All right. I think I'll stick to a little bit more chalk than Tyler. I like the pick of Alabama beating Georgia. I think they could get hot at the right time, but I haven't thought about it enough to pull the trigger on that. So I'm going to go with Georgia at number one. I think that they'll have enough. Um, I think by the time they beat Alabama, they'll have enough quality wins to upseed. Um Ohio State, who I'll have at number two. I think Ohio State's sitting nice because they won against Penn State already. This game on Saturday doesn't really matter for Ohio State's purposes. They'll still need to beat Michigan um, in the finale, but I guess they would be rooting slightly for Penn State to go ahead and give Michigan a loss. Um, But ultimately, the winner of the Michigan and Ohio State game will likely get in uh, to the conference championship. Um, And then number three... Uh, I think Florida State will slot in there. I think they will go undefeated. But if they lose, I think they fall out of the top six entirely because of the conference's strength. But I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and going undefeated and snagging the third spot. And then the fourth spot, I'm going to go with Oregon. I think that the Oregon and Washington game was too close. And I think Oregon's a more complete football team. And I really think the committee will treat that as a winner-takes-all environment. Um, It's later in the season. We'll have a true idea of how these teams are and how they'll be in the playoffs. And especially with the first one being so close and really coming down more to a coaching mistake on Dan Lanning's part, I think that Mm -hmm. it's really winner takes all. And I think Texas is the the team on the outside looking in because I don't think you can take a one-loss Texas team over a one-loss Oregon team. And you certainly can't take them over an undefeated Washington team. So I think that lost Oklahoma just really is getting worse and worse for them. And really they've, they're kind of lucky to still only have one loss. So I feel pretty confident they'll be on the outside looking in. Especially with Oklahoma continuing to lose. Yeah. I mean, now they got one of the worst losses out of those teams. So recapping it, Georgia one, Ohio state two, uh, number three would be um, Florida state and then four Oregon. I think that's uh pretty realistic hey i was just trying to lay it out i like it i like it Tyler. if alabama does win though it really does i'm really liking alabama they're starting to play good i think that they have a defense that can really stop carson beck in that offense yeah i don't don't think there's three undefeated teams so i mean you i think you really gotta keep winning i don't think we see two teams from the same conference this year but jacob probably feels differently give it to us yeah um I'm going to go with Wade a little bit here. I'm going to go Georgia one. Honestly, think that Georgia's probably going to win out. I think they still have Alabama's number, um, even as well as Alabama's been playing. 
it'll be the toughest test that they have all year. Uh, and I just think Georgia, basically it being a home game for them, that it's going to be tough to beat them. So uh, they're my number one team. Number two, I'll go. I'll go Florida State number two, uh, only because yeah. of the resume and the probably the most likely to win out outside of Georgia. So them at one and two, those are probably your undefeated teams at the end of the day. Um, at three. I'll sneak in Washington. I think Washington is probably your third team. They're your best team in the Pac-12 right now. I still think Oregon has some things to think about as far as coaching goes. And they they looked good this weekend, but at the end of it all, I just I don't see them beating Washington. Um, and then at four, I'll sneak in the Big Ten champion. I think that Still, or the bit sorry, the Big Ten runner up. Your Big Ten runner up, I think, is honestly going to be your fourth team. So I'll sneak Penn State in there for now only because I think they can beat Michigan. And if your only loss is to the, I mean, a, a really good football team, I, I just feel that you have to stick them in there. Um, and if it's not Penn State, your Big Ten champion, I think, um, anybody else it probably it's probably ohio state I, I think for me so that's probably my top four i'd go georgia one florida state two washington three and ohio state at four i okay. think that's probably where i put things i like it i like it the uh the wash i'm more with you on the washington i think washington holds on and ends up beating oregon does anybody know what is the pac-12 championship of where's that in play vegas. vegas it's in vegas now <clears throat> okay yeah, so my I top four. That if that game ahead, happens, Tyler. that's like the winner, the quarterback is going to win the Heisman. Oh, 100%. I mean, Bo you Dixon tell me J.J. McCarthy yes, still has a shot? Like, come on. Um, all right, so here's my top four. We're going We're going full chaos. Give me Texas. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm, Texas isn't in my top four. Uh, I'm going Washington 1. I think they finish undefeated. At the time, they had big wins against Oregon, USC. They'll have a good win against Utah this weekend. So give me Washington one. Um, give me Michigan two because I think they got everybody's signs ahead of time and they'll continue to win. <laughs> Put it to work, man. <laughs> they're, um, they're ready to go. Yeah. So give me Michigan two. They still they have everybody's signs. Uh, three Florida State. This is kind of a boring because like it's undefeated, 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 and then huh. four. I hate to say it. I really hate to say it, but it's going to be Alabama. We all doubted Alabama. We said they were done when they lost to Texas. I said LSU was going to beat the shit out of them. Didn't happen. And here we are. Alabama's going to be in the college football playoff again. And watch them beat Washington. And then uh, Michigan they will beat Florida uh, State. Uh, yeah, somebody mute them. Somebody shut yeah, them up. It's, <laughs> we're going to have the Gumps winning the national championship once again. Oh, Nick Saban is going to retire. Uh, Nick as, Saban as, is going to retire on a at the top of the on Nick Saban. I feel like Nick Saban's done after this year. I don't know. Something I think tells he's done me no matter what. No, I, I just kind of feel like he could be as well. I mean, he's been at the top of his game forever, and he has to really change what how he approaches the off season, which is probably the hardest part of college football. It does is like getting your I team am. assembled, and I don't think he wants to do it anymore. Yeah, I don't I think, think he wants to play those stressful games in the playoff. When we get the 12 team playoff, you know, and it's your asses on the you line, you either win it or lose it. In his eye. Yeah. yeah. I'm yelling. 
Well, I mean, Tyler, you saw him on a sideline. His eyes were like yeah. blood red the whole yeah. time. Um, I mean, I, I agree with Wade. I don't think he's up for this new NIL recruiting. Neither is Dabo. Season. Yeah, Dabo's done. I mean, I think Clemson. Dabo's got some year. some years to live, though. He needs to keep cashing those checks if he wants to keep <laughs> living that expensive lifestyle up on the lake. Him and Coach O and Nick Saban are all going to be living next to each other. He basically said on Thursday, yeah, I make a lot of money, but uh, it's still stressful. You come do this job. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't understand Dabo. I don't understand Dabo's attitude when it comes to, like, just his conversations. I feel like if you sit down and have a one-on-one conversation with him, you need a notepad because he's going to tell you all of his achievements in life before you actually have a reasonable conversation with the guy. And like that's you, Jacob. I just make eleven point two million dollars. <laughs> right, right. He's just a, he's just a good old boy. Yeah, like you're right. All these bandwagon fans, we maybe we just need to start losing. Name, image, and likeness of Jesus Christ, baby. Here we go. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I can't forget the the mouse <laughs> went up the clock. <laughs> Coach Sweeney's got that drip. <laughs> uh, that is so cringe. That's the most cringe TikTok I've ever seen. <laughs> Psychiatrist should be on suicide watch because we suck. <clears throat> I just, uh, I just want to count down to when the last time Dabo's gonna slap Howard's Rock like a, like a. Like he slapped a child across the face. Well, he passed up Mr. Howard in the uh, all-time coaching wins in Clemson history this week, so maybe they'll have Dabo's rock. I was like, yeah, okay. I'll keep, I'll keep my, I'll keep my thoughts to myself on that. But all the players have to touch Dabo's rock before they run it. They're gonna be rock hard and ready to play. Goodness, Dabo will die. Dabo's rock will be at the end of the hill, though, and you got to sprint full <laughs> speed past it at the other end zone. It's gonna if be you don't run sad. fast enough, Dabo's boulder is gonna run you over as you're going down the hill. Think about you know our generation. A couple, you know, we're we've lost the NFL quarterbacks we're gr- we've grown up with with the Tom Brady's and the Drew Brees, the Peyton Manning. Um, you know, they're no longer at, you know they're no longer in the NFL. Think about when we start losing some of these coaches like the uh, Dabo Sweeney's and the Nick Saban's and uh, uh, who was another one? Uh, Jim Harbaugh, you know, these Brian guys Kelly. that Brian Kelly, these guys we've watched coach college football for the past 25 years when they're no longer in the game. Like, that's going to be kind of sad. You know, you got the goofball Dabo Sweeney running full speed, speed down a hill, you got Jim Harbaugh. Doing warm ups with his players, full gloves, khakis, everything. Neil points out a good one. Mac Brown from Texas, North Carolina. Um, Nick Saban, like, just you don't see the angry elf on the sidelines every every weekend. Like, that's gonna be who who you got? What Fudge? James Franklin? I have I no 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 God no God no. <laughs> They need to roll that guy out in the garbage. Get him out. (laughs) They need to to take him out in the bucket. That's all I know. (laughs) Did Jerry Sandusky touch you in a good way? We should be laughing about that. I just have this strange thought where it's like, I feel like now with with players, you know, playing on, on these teams and everything now, I feel like you they retire and it's like, oh, they're going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. I feel like with these coaches, it's like halfway through their career, we already know that, oh, they're going to be in, in the College Football Hall of Fame. Like, I just feel like there's no 
it's weird. Like guys go in the Hall of Fame faster than than the sun goes down now than they did 30, 20, 30 years ago. I don't. I just don't understand. Well, I get it. Nick won. Saban's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I and think everything. Nick's an automatic, automatic. But you know, Dabble is an I don't burn know. down the Hall of Fame. Dabble got won. multiple championships. How many? I think he's, he's got two, NBA. right? Yeah. I think yeah. Clemson's fallen off the map. I mean, Kirby Trevor Smart's. Kirby Smart's going like to be. You're not going to put Coach O in there with one championship. Oh, I, I, yeah, I but agree. I think if any coach gets two championships, that's pretty hard to do. Yeah, yeah. I just think that there's some things that coaches at the college football level are not going to accomplish now that they did years ago. Like most wins with one program. I'm sorry, but nobody's catching yes. Joe Paterno. Like you, yeah. like Saban would have to coach till he's 99 years old, and then again, he probably won't even catch him. Like there, there's. He passed there's records. Bear, I think he passed up Bear Bryant, didn't he? Yeah, but like there's last there's, year or something. Yeah, there's records that just will never be broken in that sense, and I feel like it's so much easier, even for players, like at the NFL level. They're like, oh, well, they're gonna be a Hall of Famer one day. It's like, how do we know that? Like, who's who's to say that they're a Hall of Famer? Like one day, like they could be saying freaking next year that CJ Stroud's gonna be a future Hall of Famer. It's like. How do we know? Saying it now, dude. Right. It doesn't title the show. I'm obviously rookie of the year. I think is very obtainable for him. Sure. Yeah. uh, I agree with you. That's. It's. I think. To me, Dabo needs to hang it up before it's too late. Because if Clemson keeps going down like this, where they're winning six, seven games a season when they were at the top of college football, I think his legacy is more in question. As a coach, yeah, he won you two championships, but then he lost a ton of games and had, you know, nine and seven or not nine and seven. We're not in the NFL. Had nine and three seasons or, you know, seven and four, seven and five. Like, I think that look, looks worse on an end. It's almost like with a quarterback, like, uh, I was thinking about this the other day in the NFL, who's someone that's, he's now a backup. He's kind of hung around. Like, like Matt Ryan did at the end of his career. He kind of hung around, and honestly, he could have retired. as a pretty good Falcons quarterback. Uh, the other guy is not coming to my mind. This is really bad. It was a great – it was a prime example of not retiring – or not retiring, and your legacy just goes down big time. Uh, I say Ryan Tannehill, but he was never a future Hall of Famer. So well, think about think about people that were starters on teams like Andy Dalton was a starter for a long right. time. Right, that's and... that's a perfect example. Andy <clears throat> Dalton, and now he's a he's Bryce Young's backup as after Bryce right. Young threw what four picks today. Um, so but you used to be able to kind of coast out your career in coaching and as a a quarterback, but everybody's kind of looking for that next edge. I mean, like Philip Rivers, for instance. I mean, he had a term. Yeah tremendous career he never got the super bowl um kind of like matt ryan but you know he he was always above league average at quarterback but i think a team like the chargers in present day football would say you know what kind of like the chiefs did with alex smith like this guy's good but he's not getting us over the hump we need to get that next guy in whereas in that generation you know being above league average was good enough to keep keep your job and, and some teams gamble on it and fail. I mean, honestly, uh, had Matt Ryan stayed in Atlanta, maybe it would have been better than what they've seen out of Ritter the last two years. Maybe it was a system yeah. thing. Um, you know, but I think that 
with coaching, it's about what have you done for me now? Same thing at, at quarterback. I think Davo has a chance to be kind of a like a legacy guy, kind of like a Bill Snyder at, at Kansas State or maybe even a Paterno at Penn State where he's just there his whole career. And, you know, that every now and then they'll get on a hot streak and, and win a championship. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know if he can expect to win one every year, kind of like a Saban. I mean, that's well, great. and it's got to be – he's got to adjust to an NIL mindset. Right? Yeah, to, to do that, that, yes, he will have to come around on that a little bit. But, I mean – But that's where he missed his – that's where he missed his mark, really. I mean, yeah. he, he turned away all the NIL stuff and was like, well, that's a bunch of BS. Like, times Could have, have extended changed, his window, definitely. And that's where, that's where he lost his recruiting window. So, you lost yep. all your recruiting stuff, and you got a quarterback there that people were like, oh, okay, Glovenier is going to be, you know, the next – Deshaun Watson or whatever, but uh, Trevor it's, Lawrence. Yeah, it's going to be the next Trevor Lawrence, and he just—he's not. It, it's very apparent that he's not, and unless he, you know, drinks some magic potion in the middle of the night and wakes up on the other side of the bed, then he's got gross hair out. Got gross yeah, hair I, I just don't think that he's their quarterback. So go and get you a good recruit, and basically put him in there. Like I'm, this is obvious for next year, but go get a freshman who's a four-star freshman and recruit the living garbage out of him until you get them there and then put them on the field and basically show club Nick, you're going to have to earn your spot, you know, on this team. So I, I think that's the way to do it. If Dabo does that, I'd be very surprised, but yeah. I just think there's Dabo. So, but that's, he's so one-minded and he's like, you know, in this box where it's only Dabo's thoughts and Dabo is, is it's Dabo's world, baby. We're just right. living in it. I mean, that's, that's the guy did beat Notre Dame this week, and we're talking yeah, okay. like yeah, this is true. They came out of nowhere. Yeah, but I feel like, like you said, I've said for a long up. time. I said this at the beginning <laughs> of the year. I said if Notre Dame turns the ball over too much, they ain't gonna win. I mean, Sam Hartman turned the ball over, to, and he shaved his beard. That's where he, he. They haven't played great since he shaved, and they wore the white pants. Yeah, yeah. So, I, come on. All right, so let's let's look at some of our just college football headlines from this last week. Tyler, you mentioned earlier, Texas survived against Kansas State. They went out. It's probably going to be Texas versus Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship since Oklahoma just took down uh, – or Oklahoma State took down Oklahoma. The final final bedlam meeting and what an end. Uh, the no call on the pass interference. That was, uh, Get out of here. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, uh, USC finally fired Alex Grinch after Caleb Williams was crying in the stands. Um, he finally realized it Yeah, after Jacob, all these how you, years. How do you feel about Mr. Caleb Williams? He's down at the bottom of the screen. How do you feel about him crying in the stands with his mama? Well, okay. First of all, I think they should probably take this camera off in about five seconds. Rather I agree. Than sitting there for a solid much. minute. And I'm sitting there going, God, way to humiliate this guy while he's sitting over there crying in his mom's arms or whatever. I, I don't know. But it was like it was one of those where – I think this is the situation where we ran into well, Caleb Williams like, at the beginning of the year. Like this is why talk is cheap, and, and that's why at the beginning of the year we sat there and talked about Caleb Williams is the most likely to repeat his Eisman Trophy thing, and USC's a long, you know, a really good shot to make the college football playoff. And they're nowhere near. They're a three-loss football team, and Caleb yep. Williams is not going to be one of four guys sitting there it's defense at the night. Defense. It's just not not going to do it. It's so, it's I, all they're and, they're too one dimensional too. That's that's their problem. That's their problem. Jordan Addison isn't there anymore to bail you out. I mean that's right. there's situations like that where they missed 
marks when it came to recruiting or they over recruited these guys and basically overvalued some of these guys. And I think honestly, it comes into the hype of, you know, them saying these are the top 100 recruits and okay, USC has 10 of the top 100 recruits. Well, congratulations. But when you say, do they actually play like, you know, that's yeah, it's one of those things where they just there for the money. That's where this is where you're going to have the, the give and take of, are guys going to play football to win a national championship and get to the next level? Or are they going to play for the check that they're going to get every two weeks or every month and go and play in the NFL? That's where the NIL comes. It's got, it's going to have to be incentive based, like, like the NFL bonuses. Uh, Here's a take for you. Let me know what y'all think. (laughs) LSU and USC, same exact team, two Heisman caliber quarterbacks, uh, playmakers all around. Playmakers all around, no defense, no defensive coordinator. Just you look at teams, but they both have three losses because of their defense. You, your offense does everything they can do to keep you in a game, um, minus you know your quarterback getting your, his head taken off on cheap shot uh, from Dallas Turner, which it is what it is. I mean, it's you're not going to take 14 points away from Alabama from it, right? And you're not going to get another 15 yards. Maybe he's ejected for targeting. Maybe he's not. Uh, but still, don't not great to see for uh, Jane Daniels. Um, but I think that they're they're the SEC and the Pac-12. The only thing difference is their conference between LSU and USC. Exact same teams, in my opinion. Now, I think LSU would beat USC because um, I think our sliver of a defense is better than what USC has uh, at some point. Caleb Williams probably at, he's probably thinking sit out the rest of the season. Jane Daniels has to sit out the majority of the season because he doesn't know if he's in the state of Louisiana or if he's on Mars at this point from the concussion he has. Um, but, I mean, what do you think? USC, LSU, same team. Pretty similar. I mean, I, I think that the coaching at LSU might be a little bit better uh, with, with Brian Kelly. I, I do think Lincoln Riley's always been kind of a me guy and no wonder a, a me guy wants to go play for him. So, right. um I think I trust LSU more as a team, but that could be some bias uh, there for sure. Uh, we'll see these teams play next year, but those two guys on the screen will not be playing. Yeah. Uh, we'll see the next wave of, of talent. We won't see Malik Neighbors out there either, maybe not Brian Thomas. So it'll be a different matchup. I don't think that they would necessarily pin these teams in a bowl game because of the anticipation for the regular season game. And you won't have uh, the, the quarterbacks aren't going to play. You're not going to yeah, have James so Daniels versus Caleb Williams. It would be interesting. Uh, really, the only spot now that they both have three losses that they could play is in the Vegas Bowl, but there's no way they're going to do that considering the two teams are going to play in Vegas. Next they're going to face Iowa in the whatever the Outback Bowl is called now. The ReliaQuest Bowl. Yeah, that sucks. That bowl. Is, I like the Outback Bowl because you could go get – if the Big Ten won, you got the Ahi Tuna, which is now like $17 for an appetizer. Or if the SEC won, you got the Bloomin' Onion. I mean, that's a that's a good deal. I and mean, now it's the reliable. You can order. get point zero zero one percent off your mortgage. Unless you win. Yeah, you, you, the Duke. Hey, we got to start these talks up with Duke's Mayo again. We got we got to start counting them. Uh, but like, hey, well, whoever if yeah, LSU is see North Duke Carolina Mayo State ball, and like Kentucky. Oh boy. Um, what do you think about? An NIL deal for whichever bowl game it is to get Caleb Williams and Jane Daniels to play if they were to be matched up. 
Uh, or, or is that maybe how you get some of these star players to play in bowl games uh, from these sponsors <clears throat> is to give them NIL deals? I know it's probably not going to be enough for like to, to match a first round money, but if it's a quarterback that's you know going third, fourth round, or a star player that's not really a first round guarantee, maybe they could throw some money at them to get them to play in the bowl game. It's a good thought. I, I still think that the players aren't gonna aren't gonna go for that. Hi, Fudge. I see you raise your hand. It's like we're in a classroom. What do you have to say, have, little boy? I have my hand up. <clears throat> yeah, I have my hand up because um, I, I something clicked in my brain. Light bulb went off when you said that for NIL. Uh-huh. I, I think if you want to have players play an entire season in college football, pay them the minimum, pay them their minimum on NIL, whatever your minimum is, okay? You're when collected. you get to a certain point in this, yeah. So get to the per, sort uh, a certain point in the season. You get to through six games, give them a stage of their nil. Get to nine games or ten games, give them a stage. But if a guy dresses out and plays for the majority, well, when I say majority, all twelve games, and he's not, he didn't opt out. Okay, if he's injured, he didn't he opt does, out. You're right, it's but not a legitimate. If they injury. opt out. Right, if they opt out at any point throughout the season, even in the bowl game, they're still playing football. Even if you opt out of the bowl, that you don't get your NIL bonus, you know, your bonus, whatever, your max that you can get avoided. at the end of the season. Yeah, I just think that there's there's ways to restrict money away from guys if they decide to opt out. Because um, more than likely, if Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels are going to go opt out, they're going to go do a freaking commercial for Powerade like they did last this this past weekend. So I just feel like there's ways to restrict guys from going and just sitting out games while they're still getting paid. I think that's that's a good way to do it. Is do it off. You can't do it off a of stats based, obviously, like you do in the NFL, where it's like. Well, Gronk gets his bonus because he caught his what thirtieth touchdown or what whatever but it works. that was. But I mean, right? I mean, but at the same time, it's hard to do that in college football because then is, you're right. taking away time from other guys who are freshmen and everything. It, it's it's hard to do that at that level. At the NFL, sure you can do it because there's guys that are future Hall of Famers that sure it works like that. But in college, it's got to be based off of this many games. If you if you're gonna play this many games throughout the season, then do your NIL contract or whatever in, in stages like that. Uh, Jacob, we need to get you in front of the Senate. We're going to get it all figured out. So <laughs> we're going to get it. We're going to solve NIL. That's what I like that idea. Maybe not game stat incentive, but more games played time. Played. No, pretty much like a contract. Uh, right. Exactly. They got to, yeah, they like- got to get out there and you got to play all 12. If you want your full check, that's it point um because yeah. that's i mean how else are you going to prevent players sitting out when they're take away their over? combine invite <laughs> yeah like i mean think about right. it i know i know i shit on uh emmanuel ocho a couple weeks ago saying kale Williams should sit out but in all honesty what does he have to play for like you can't go to the playoffs you can't go to the pac-12 championship i mean you're not going to play in the bowl game like but that's what used to be different about college was it wasn't like you would championship I know. or bust, and right, exactly. I think the twelve team playoff will help with that too. I, I, I do. Agree. I, I think agree. three team, three lost teams will make the playoff. So I think you'll see teams 
you know, try to really encourage their players to keep their head in it. Um, I know that it's stat incentivized in the NFL, but like you'll still see Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams and some of these guys that are on really good teams suit up week 17 in the NFL. And I know that's hard to transfer over to college, but it does kind of give you a level of respect for those guys and, and for the league. So I, I don't know how they have to do it, but game tricks, maybe that's all. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's get, I, I think that's go ahead, Jacob. What you got? Uh, I, I think that's probably the best way to go about it. Like you get into Caleb Williams and talking about basically him not playing the rest of the season. I, I agree with Wade's point that he said earlier, where in Caleb's Caleb Williams situation, it's it's like the Lincoln Riley thing where it's it's a me thing and okay media's made it a me thing but it's pretty black and white that it is a me thing when it comes to Caleb Williams I mean just his just, demeanor I, and how him, he's carrying it, himself a me, towards to me and his and his dogs things he just wants to go cuddle with his dogs that's right. all he cares about right and I just I think that that's something that turns. I don't think I think it turns off NFL scouts to be honest with you. I, I think I that that's what turns it off right there. I mean, if I'm if I'm a, a a team that's looking for a quarterback, let's say uh Giants. I don't know. The Giants. Yeah, let's say let's say the Giants. They're looking for a good guy to come in. I'm not going to go and draft Caleb Williams. You're looking or if for I'm the Patriots your franchise. If I'm you think Bill Belichick right. is going to go draft if yeah, if you think Bill Belichick is going to go draft Friggin' Caleb Williams to lead the Patriots, you've lost it. I just don't think that he, he's he's a me guy, and that's just not going to work in certain NFL schemes, most NFLs. No, nope. It's got a lot of guys scrambling because, I mean, it was kind of a surefire number one pick thing, and now let's see if he does opt out or something, and I don't know if he will, but, like, if Drake May guts out a three-loss season with UNC, I mean, that might – swing the pendulum in his favor and, and i mean we've seen guys do this before like kyler murray and, and they end up just fine so i don't know i just, just think it, eh, i don't know about eh, it yeah, he might be <laughs> he's still a top 15 quarterback in the nfl if not top 10. he's sitting at home he's sitting at home getting ready for he could have made more money call of duty like let's, let's get a real with it true he, he is getting ready for call of duty uh let's get ready for some upset picks here we go Upset picks. Uh, this is what week ten. We week eleven. How how did we do last week? Any of our upset picks hit? Yeah, I um, mean, I only kept track. Of I mine. think mine did. And uh, believe uh, the pokes. Yeah. Yes, you did. You had the pokes. Uh, I don't remember who I had. You had uh, you went with some stupid Purdue over I, Michigan. I remember that. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um. Michigan still had their signs. That's why it didn't work out. Yeah, uh, I think I went right. Kansas. I think I think I went Kansas over Oklahoma. You weren't on this. What that was like two oh, weeks. That, that no, was, no, no, no. Yeah. that was week before. You weren't on no, that. No, that was week before. But that was a good uh, pick. Yeah. It was a good pick. Yeah, there we go. All right. Well, then, Fletch, since you're on this week's show, let's start with you. Who's your upset pick for this week? Great, fantastic. Uh, no, I'm going to take my team. I'm going to do a homer pick right here. Uh, uh, I'm going to take to I win love over it. Michigan. Penn State over yeah, Michigan. Yeah, so I'm going to take Penn State to do it. Michigan's the it. five and a half right now. 
Um, it is an 11 o'clock game. Let's hope some bad juju comes down on Michigan. I don't know. I feel like Penn State can win this game only because it's in state college. If it's in Ann Arbor, I think they lose. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with them to win and shake up everything in the Big Ten. Let's just freaking make it go wild. I love it. All right. Uh, Tyler, who you got? All right. Well, I was uh, very passionate on my Oklahoma State pick. I'm probably not going to be as passionate on this one uh, because I think both of you probably uh, took one of my picks of the upsets. Uh, you know, I know that Chet, he's going to go with his. Uh, I like Penn State ones. Uh, but I'm gonna. sometimes you got to go with a team that you haven't really talked about, but you were on the bandwagon for for two years. I think that they shake it up. Give me Utah to pull off the upset like over it. Washington. Give me the Utes, baby. No can rising, no problem. Nah. They got a defense. They go into Seattle and put a whooping on Washington. Give me Utah. Who's their quarterback, Mr. Who's this Bryson? The Barnes? chicken guy. Doesn't Bryson Barnes. For the pigs. No, he ran. He raised, raises the pigs. That's right. He most uh, pigs raised by a college football player ever. What a stat! Wait, what you got? Impressive. All right, uh, I'm gonna go with a team that was pretty hot earlier in the year. I'm gonna take Duke over UNC. Always a heated rivalry uh, between the two uh, scholarly schools in North Carolina. They're eleven point dogs, so I'll probably need to look into why that is. But well, is Riley um, Leonard playing? I don't know, but I think, I think they can at least cover the eleven. Game. But I think they went out right. Okay, Duke over North Carolina, and myself and NASCAR Neil are on the same page here. Ole Miss over Georgia. Ole Miss got nothing left to play for at this point because they know they can't get into that championship. But why not? Why not hey, ruin somebody else's It's possible. If they beat Georgia. They have a lot of play for. I think that they could sneak their way into the playoff. Black I think somebody should have taken uh, the lovely. Lovely. Who? <laughs> lovely. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I cut out. Sorry. <laughs> I think somebody should have taken the lovely game of Michigan State and Ohio State. No. <laughs> oh, the 30 no, points. No. Come on, man. <laughs> No, give I like I like Ole Miss over Georgia. I think they're gonna come in and play play the spoils here to Georgia's season. So um with another, that another pick, I think honestly, okay. West Virginia could honestly go on the road to Oklahoma and yeah, West. I don't think lose this a little bit in uh the pre-show. I can see it. Oklahoma dropping three in a row. Hey, it's happened because before. South Carolina one year in my childhood started the year six and six, and this was before there was like five million bowl games and you get one for like having a team yeah. uh they lost their final six games of the season and they didn't make a bowl game <laughs> goodness <laughs> well that's what has happened that's rough uh you know what's rough some of our picks and wolf spreads so building that bankroll here we go it's time for building that bankroll cha-ching building that bankroll tyler's cracking up over there he's still muted what's a uh, He's laughing at No, I, I said more like losing that bankroll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, full transparency, I, uh, I'm i in first place in, in the college football uh, section for Wolf Spreads because I forgot to place all my bets and put all 2,000 on Arizona to win. Uh, so, if we'll, it keeps – all right. Wolf Spreads is a great app. It's a lot of fun. Download it for free on the App Store. But use it on your phone. I'm using it on my iPad, and it's not staying open. 
Uh, that might, that's, that's something. In conclusion, Chad won us. There we on. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. So I won in, in, the, in the college football. So Wade, your best bet for this week, what you got? College or NFL? College. All right. College. I'm going to keep riding with, with my pack, the wolf pack that is. I'm going to take North Carolina State negative two and a half uh, in my wolf spreads with my wolf pack. Yeah. Uh, they covered that two and a half against Wake Forest on the road. Uh, they beat Miami outright, and I told y'all to take that last week as my upset. So I like the Wolf Pack bonus bet. I like Arizona to cover the nine and a half against uh, Colorado. Arizona's heating Arizona, up. Yeah. Colorado's falling apart. So look at that one too. Arizona's my favorite team in the Pac-12 right now. Um, Fletch, who you got for your best bet? Uh, my best bet, I'm going to go with Texas TCU. I'm going to have TCU cover the 10 on Texas. Texas has not blown anybody out recently, um, and TCU's playing at home. So, honestly, I think a homer game there could honestly be a really close one. Um, Bonus bet-wise, I think another good bet here, Tennessee is the favorite on the road by one at Missouri. I think Missouri is a totally different animal than what Vegas thinks. Um, So I have Missouri winning it out right there. I saw that one and I really liked it. Um, mm-hmm. Missouri money line right there. Tyler, who do you got in your building that bankroll? Yeah, I like that Missouri one too. I would definitely put that on if you're trying to build the bankroll. I'm between two here, either an SEC matchup or a Pac-12, not a Pac-12, a Big 12 matchup. I'm going to ride with the Pokes, baby. They're going to be my team moving forward. Two and a half versus UCF. More like 12 and a half. This is going to be an absolute blowout in Orlando. <laughs> Give me Oklahoma State to beat the Knights. I like it. I love it. I love the blowouts. Um, Give me another blowout. Georgia Tech blowing out Clemson. They're 14 and a half point dogs. <laughs> Give me the plus 14 and a half. And if you're feeling lucky, put the money on them money line. I, I think, think a bonus is like a reverse line. Where it's like, if you think that the dog is going to win by that much, like the 14 and a half, like yeah. you could get like, you like five times 10,000. That's like plus, yeah, <laughs> plus odds is through the roof. Yeah, give you could just shift the line to Georgia Tech minus 14 and a half. You can, yeah, they do. Have I feel like if you, I feel like if you honestly nail the, the, the spread number, like on the dot, I honestly think it should be like, plus 10,000 to hit it on the dot. I like, I really don't care what game it is, but like if it's a 33 to 30 game and I literally say, look, so-and-so is going to win by three points. I honestly think it should be plus 10,000. Like, And what about crazy. total points? I think that's even crazier. I think, yeah. I think if you nail yeah. the exact score, that's that's a soft I mean, spot. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's crazy. why I brought it up. I would Wade have a house right now, Chet. Wade has nailed the score, I think, like in the last three Super Bowls. You'll never no, let just down one. getting that Super Bowl score that one Just year. one, but I would have won $8,500 according to the, oh. the Beau Rivage on $20. You got you to gotta place the bet, Wade. What do you, what do you got to lose? 20 bucks? <laughs> hey, hey, we don't promote bookie. underage gambling, okay? Find a bookie. There you go. Uh, if you're underage, don't do it. So... There's our best bets of the week. Wolf spreads. You can join us. Uh, we, we put tweets out about them all the time. We'd we love to use their app. It's fun. It's risk-free. Uh, we've got a, a little bit of a crew over there on the college football bets. Um, the NFL, I was I was doing pretty good so far. I think I was like plus 900. So keep it going. Uh, NFL side, 
my best bet for this week, uh, this coming week, is Titans plus one and a half versus the Bucks. I think Will Levis is just getting started, baby. I need another D-hop three-touchdown week for my fantasy team. And Will Levis goes off against Tampa Bay in the Bake Show. Uh, Tyler, you're snickering over there. I am. He's going to take the opposite. I'm not. I'm cooking something up. Two teams coming off of the bye week. This one team has been struggling. Give me Travis Etienne and the boys plus two and a half Jacksonville Jaguars. Honestly, I'm going to feel confident. Put it on wolf spreads. Take them out right. The Jags get the win. Support my boy, Tim Jones. Give me the Jags. It is in uh, Jacksonville. So uh, the Niners. Pick. Ooh. Yeah, the Niners are reeling right now. They're, yeah. they're not healthy. I like Jacksonville. That's I'm putting. I'm putting money on Jacksonville. Jacksonville right going to be that number one seed, baby. All right, Wade. What do we got for us? All right. Y'all are probably not going to like this one because it's going to be a jinx, but I'm going to take the Saints uh, to cover the two and a half. Uh, they're two and a half point favorites, that is, against um, the Vikings. I think that they can win this game by a field goal. Minnesota is going to be going with Josh Dobbs, most likely. He had to come in as an emergency quarterback today. He's still running the system. They have no running game. A little bit. Jefferson's not there. Mm -hmm. I mean, defense isn't good. The Falcons offense put up a lot of points today. So uh, even though they got the win, I think the Saints uh, can take this one by three. The the Saints are starting to click a little bit. The they little the bit. Saints. The Saints, <laughs> yeah. <Christ>. All right. <laughs> the Saints stations. The Saints. The Saints. All right. Stains. I like the pick. The Here stains. we go. Um, I, I, I've got a, a really stupid one, but I honestly feel like it's going to be a close game. Um, the Browns and the Ravens. Uh, I'm going to take the Browns to cover the five and a half as the underdog. Um okay. I think the Browns have turned the corner. Like they have the best. It's clear they have the best defense in the NFL. Um, and, and honestly, I think they're coming around on offense. I think that they're going to be able to stop Lamar. Lamar doesn't look healthy, by the way. Took a nasty hit today. So Uh-oh. I, I just I Tyler think Huntley time. Yeah, yeah. He came in for a little while, but I, I honestly think that, that, that sounded Odell. Yeah, I honestly think there's a shakeup there with with the AFC North and, and the Browns have struck gold somehow, some way. And the AFC North looks like the toughest division in football right now. And they've been doing it without Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson, really. So, right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the AFC North, the Bengals are, they all cooking 20 to seven. They're up 21. To Touchdown Joe Burrow to the other tight end. He has two touchdowns to tight ends. No, it's the Jamar, <laughs> man. All right, uh, so that, real quick before we get into the NFL talk, and then we have NASCAR Neil come on, uh, we got to get our Dogs of the Week, everybody's favorite segment. Here we go. Who got that dog in them? I need to change the, the layout here. If you're watching on YouTube, we still have a little Halloween dog. Honestly, a spooky season in my heart. spooky season. Um, it was super foggy this morning when I woke up. Daylight savings time. I mean, it got dark at like five. I'm not not a fan. So, dog of the week. I'm gonna start us off real quick because C.J. Stroud, rookie of the year, dog of the week, five touchdowns. I think he had 510 passing yards, something like that. 470. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> no, he had 500. 470. I don't know where Maybe 500 total. 
Yeah, maybe 500 total yards. He had 470 passing yards, which is the highest that a rookie quarterback has ever yeah, had. Yeah, he broke he broke Andrew Luck's record. Uh, well, Andrew Luck wasn't huh? the last person to have the record. Some guy for the Chargers. Yeah, he only had 10 yards player. rushing. Oh, well, so I don't know. Total. Very good. Very I don't know good. where I got a 510. <laughs> um, so, but CJ Stroud, five touchdowns, drives down the field, gets the dub. That's my dog of the week. Uh, pretty self-explanatory story there. Tyler, dog of the week. Uh, you know, I'm going to tie it in. We just had Veterans Day uh, this past weekend, and I'm going to go with an Army cadet. Going with the dog and a Bryson Daly quarterback for the Army Black Knights. Army coming off of probably a you know a four game losing streak. Air Force they were flying high, eighteenth yes, in the AP poll, ranked twenty fifth in the college football playoff poll. And Mister Daly comes in and says, "Not so fast, Falcons." Thirty six carries on one hundred and seventy yards and two touchdowns. Mister Daly got the dog in him. Good thing he didn't play against LSU. That might not have been yeah. a, that big of a blowout, that's for sure. Jacob, dog of the week, who you got? Yeah, well, to Tyler's point, I think Air Force messed up by playing in the Bronco Stadium, and they got the yeah. bad freaking itch of, of what's going on with them. Bad so. mojo there. Yeah, uh, for me, I'm going to hop over to the sheet of ice. Uh, Penguins and the Sharks the other night. Uh, it was a freaking football score <laughs> on, on the sheet of ice. Uh, the Penguins put up 10 goals Damn. and uh, 10 to 2 final against the Sharks on the road. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. I heard the Sharks are off to a very bad start. They've went up like 60 yeah. goals already. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. They're 0 like 10 and the 1. Grizzlies. So, oh, yeah, they look one. like the Memphis Grizzlies. So, I yeah. look like the Rooster. I mean, not the Rooster, the uh, Zydeco. Yeah, some growing pains. They'll get there. They got to get the budget um, up, all right? I saw a sign from a little kid that said, this is my first Sharks game, and then the scoreboard was underneath <laughs> 10 to 2. And I was like, sorry, sorry, kid. Here's a refund. Yeah. I saw some picture of the shark's mascot with this kid's head in its mouth, like of the shark. And that is, oh my God. That's every, that's everybody in the sharks franchise. Yeah. Jeez. All right. Wade, dog of the week. What you got? All right. Since we try to not be a biased show, we're going to get some points here in the non biased category. I'm going to give it to Jalen Milrow. I mean, I haven't seen one player singularly. Like, take over a game of that caliber in a long time. I mean, this was a, a pick em pretty much. Alabama was the three-point favorite, but you usually get three points for being at home. So this was a pick em pretty much. And I know that uh, that Daniel's day ended in an injury, but I would have to say that Milro outdueled the Heisman favorite. And, yeah, he did it with his legs, but you got to do it with what works. And, I mean, he just was so much more physical than anybody on that football field and just was just – putting LSU defenders in the dirt all day, even shoving them in the dirt after he'd already crossed the goal line. So uh, hats off to Milrow. I think that he did a great job of, you know, in this era of football where we're talking about guys sitting out and stuff. I mean, he could have popped in the portal after he got benched against UCF or, I mean, USF. But here he is now. We got him in the top 10, could eventually make the playoffs. So uh, got to give it to Milrow with his – 150 yards rushing and four touchdowns. Yeah, it looked like Cam Newton out there. Yeah. I mean, LSU had no answer for him. Put a freaking spy on the guy for, for crying out loud. Um, I bit I bit in my tongue on the show because I didn't want to bring it down with negativity. Neil's got one. Uh, Ryan Blaney, and he's going to get into our championship recap once we have him on the show here in a couple minutes. Uh, but first, we got to get to some NFL headlines. 
let me find them here. We got uh, starting off in Germany. I mean, the the Chiefs were off to a hot start. And Dolphins came back and then Tua fumbled the game away. I didn't watch it. Anybody else watch it? I wasn't up that early. Yeah, yeah early. I saw it um, a little bit this morning. Early hour of sleep. I was not awake. About <laughs> the only football I watched today. So I can give you a thorough recap. A quick 20 seconds. What you got? Okay, well, 20 seconds into the game, Rasheed Rice caught a 10-yard pass for a touchdown, and my fantasy day was off to a cooking start with my coffee. But then <laughs> there it went you go. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, the Chiefs played to the whistle. Uh, there was like three seconds left in the first half, and Tyreek Hill uh, had the ball on a slant. It was kind of a, a dead play, but he was still fighting. Probably should have gone down. He fumbled, and the Chiefs did a lateral on the return to go up 14 nothing. And then they scored one more time for good measure. Um, I can't remember who did it, but pretty much it was a snooze fest. We expected a lot of offense. Only one team cleared 20 points, and there was only uh, four touchdowns on offense. One was a defensive touchdown, so pretty quiet. Uh, we've seen that be a trend as the teams play overseas. Kansas City didn't get there till Friday, and um, maybe the Dolphins were having a little too much beer drinking and fun, so – Hard to say. I think this game would have been more fun if it was in the States, but um, Chiefs get the win and they go into the bye on top of the league, in my opinion. So, um, it's It was kind of a low-scoring NFL day uh, until you got to the Eagles and Cowboys. That that came to a last-second game of inches. There, CeeDee Lamb just short, did, did score that game-winning touchdown. Uh, some shockers. I mean, Las Vegas comes out and just – destroys the giants uh tyler i want to get to your to your fantasy football picks for this coming week um but any other nfl headlines i mean it was kind of i didn't watch a ton of nfl what you got jacob Taysom hill I got one looked awesome uh, i got one and it had nothing to do with the football game for the most part um okay philly philly and uh dallas you know Great football game there. Uh, play goes to the sideline. Guy gets wiped out with the play sheet in his hand uh, that was on the Philly sideline and revealed uh, his undergarment that was very, very interesting and conspicuous. <laughs> Wait, uh, I didn't, what are you talking about? I didn't see this. Yeah, dude. We got dude, coaches and thongs, of... Jacob? Yeah, <laughs> you did. You did. You uh. Man wiped out. Bright red, dude. I mean, just, yeah. No joke. No way. Yeah. His pants fell out? Yeah. No How did joke. his well, pants come off? Well, well, he had his shirt untucked, and let's just say that it was pulled up above where his where his oh pants gosh. were. So, yeah. So, yeah. What a, what a, got a, full what a sight to see. Really. Yeah, it was Wait, lovely. so. He actually had a phone on. Yeah, yeah, red, <laughs> real nice. <laughs> I mean, can yeah. you imagine back when Joe Burrow Maybe. got his pants pulled down against Mississippi State? They <laughs> pulled him down and jockstrap <laughs> Joe. He plays in an old school jockstrap. I mean, maybe it's the guy's like lucky set, you know, or something like you know. Maybe it's like a lucky pair. Or Who something. knows? Like, I have no idea. Maybe Whatever it worked. Gosh. I mean, clearly, but I, yeah, I don't Eagle, know. Eagles won. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a guaranteed lock to score you a rushing touchdown in fantasy every week. I should read the touch push. The touch push, the way it goes. <laughs> um, you know the Ravens lost Lamar, but didn't need, didn't really need him. They they destroyed Seattle. 
Uh, defense didn't really have an answer. I mean, how about the Vikings though? Like the the Vikings. Yeah, Josh Dobbs. Holy! Like he was learning crazy. the signals and the snap count on the sidelines, <laughs> and one. Oh, uh, and we got to talk about our Saints. Okay, that's the one I watched. I was doing a lot of chores today. I was listening to that one. Um, slow start. Defense didn't look great, uh, which is a little concerning. Um, they let uh, you know. Baguette or whatever the heck his name is, run around like a like Jalen Milrow out there. Uh, I mean, but, it was a heck of a catch by Cole Komet. I'll say that. Yeah, not a great day to have Cole Komet legacy game. It was like watching Gronk out there, honestly, on that catch. Who you who you putting in, Justin Fields or or Baguette? When 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 Fields mm, I was thinking about that early in the game, but I think. The way that game ended, I mean, he was responsible for two turnovers, and I, I think he showed why he, you know, went undrafted. No disrespect to him, but you know, Justin Fields, I'm I called him back that way. There's a little bit of disrespect here. <laughs> yeah, tangent. I mean. First off, but <laughs> I, get his ass back down and be D two, like Jesus. <laughs> but I think that Justin Fields has been a very well respected quarterback ever since he really started playing high school football. So the, the odds are is that if either one of them has a chance of being a franchise guy, and I'm not saying that Justin Fields is the guy, if it, you're looking at those two and who's in your team right now, I think it's Fields. But if they stick with Tyson and they don't go back to Fields when he's hurt, it's because they want to see if they have anything with them. It'll let them avoid getting hit with a tampering clause, and then they can go draft who they want in the draft. But I think that I'd be very cautious if that guy is, is Caleb Williams because I don't think he's going to be any more of a guarantee than Fields. Just draft Marvin Harrison and you're good. And are you really going to take another UNC quarterback after you whiffed on uh, Trubisky? So, no, I think they're kind of in a holding pattern here. Honestly, I would take I would take the two years that you've had developing Fields and, and give it a shot, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean Fields is the answer for them in the long haul. Like, that's really, I, I that's the that's problem. What I, yeah. He's a scheme guy for them, and I think that the the Bears have changed, obviously changed their scheme a hundred percent from when Jay Cutler was there. Like, it's completely different. So, um, no, I think he is. I mean, these last two Ohio State quarterbacks with C.J. Stroud and Justin Fields have been the most successful Ohio State quarterbacks that we've seen in the last fifteen years. I mean, so I, I think that they definitely are pieces for those teams. Like I think the Texans can roll with CJ Shroud in the future. And I think Fields is a good fit for for Chicago. So I, I just I see it hard for those two teams to to get away from them and find anybody else in a draft. I think it just devalues what those guys are doing for you right now if you go out and get another quarterback who's young because you've got two guys who's you know second and first year in the league pretty much. Well and another thing Justin Fields played what one year in college, and then he went to the NFL. So he's gonna it's gonna There's take some time to marinate. Yeah, uh, Tyler, you got your, your fantasy football corner ready to rock and roll? I uh, sure do. All right, let's let's kick off. I'm Tyler's. trying to at least. <laughs> ah, what the heck? Skip it. Is it not working? All right. Well, yeah, we'll do. We'll have a Twitter version of it. Out there. Yes, there you go. Uh, fantasy football corner advice this week is just go with your gut. We are doing it a little early here, you know. My advice yeah. is, or just quit from it. Yeah, <laughs> or quit. Go, go with your gut. If you're entitled. Hey, actually, I can attest to that because with all my redraft teams, I 
sit there and I look at who's hot this year, who's not, and I end up screwing it up every year with this dynasty team that I joined on a whim. I didn't even think I was going to do it, but literally I had Jamar Chase in the first round, and I was like, oh, it'd be fun as hell to play him with Joe Burrow and watch their career. And, like, I pick with my heart on every pick, and I'm, like, 22-2 and two over the last two years. So play with your heart, trust your gut. I mean, it's a lot more fun when your guys are winning for you than some random that disappoints you because you listen to, That's you know, true. some dude on Twitter tell you who's going to be four good. dudes on a podcast tell you who to start <laughs> yeah, fantasy football. Start four dudes, and two of them are going to be playing in the toilet bowl for the second consecutive year. <laughs> Real winners. Yeah. Oh, and I are on top of the top. division for both of our both of our divisions. So it's like... Jacob well, wins it. Jacob picks with his heart, and he's winning. It's, I just... I just... Like, no joke, when we get on for the draft, like, I don't know how anybody else prepares for a draft. Like, Jacob's not even home. Sit there all day. I'm Jacob's not even driving home. a forklift so half the time. I'm whipping, I'm whipping a forklift half the time. Like, Jacob's like, oh, sweet. Miles Sanderson's in NFL now? Sweet. I'll take him. Yeah. 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 And he sits, he's going to ride my bench for the rest of the season. Hey, by the way, he's on the trade block if anybody wants the freaking guy <laughs> whose team can't win more than one game this year. So, you know. I don't know. It, oh, it's yeah. definitely I. I just get in the draft like two minutes before it starts and just sit down and I just go with my gut. Here you go. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We'll put something out about fantasy. If ta- make if, some uh, gut picks. If we get if we get it working, or just make some gut picks. So hey, with that, uh, okay. What you got? If I if I end the season, Tyler, twelve and two, and I somehow end up winning out, I'm taking over fantasy corner. Please do because I'm done with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's not having the time. Of Tyler has been fantasy. benched as the franchise quarterback. We're going with Ben. I already <laughs> said it, it to y'all. Tony Pollard's on the trade block. I'm tanking. Tony Pollard. All right. Tony Pollard's. Well, it's not tanking for right the, the, the toilet. Tanking bowl, so for next year. year. <laughs> tanking for next year. All right. So, uh, with that, we got to get to our NASCAR Neil update. Here we go. Start. Yeah. Oh, look at that transition. I you like it. it? You like it? Start your engines. We got NASCAR Neil. Neil, how you doing tonight? You got the LSU. Club hat, guys. Look at that. I, I appreciate showing the, the home hometown, home field advantage, even though they didn't win. Uh, but what happened? Championship we took an L. Uh, I <laughs> will start fun. with the 75th season of NASCAR is now in the books. It was actually a pretty cool kind of year. They did some cool stuff from the Wilkesboro race to Le Mans. A historic team finally getting getting the, getting the groove back with Roush. You know, it was a pretty good weekend. Friday started out with, you know, every year I was, I don't cover the lower series much here, but Champs Week and I always go into it. Friday night was a late night. It didn't start till like 930. Golly, that's dark. Uh, it's West Coast. They're in Phoenix. But uh, Ben Rhodes won it. I know I sent you and Wade the video of his post-race press conference because it was – Legendary like it was two years ago where the man cannot handle the alcohol and he just starts rambling about random stuff. And hey, at least he started drinking after the race. <laughs> oh, oh I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I mean, he won it back in 2001. And I remember watching the clips of it on the bus ride going to the Bama game that year. I'm like, this is hilarious. I don't know who this dude is, but he's now my dude in this series. And I've been riding on him ever since then. I'm like, I want him to win just for part two. And it was definitely up to it. It was that race was a complete shit show. Like all the all the final four guys were wrecking each other. It literally went to close to 20, 20 laps overtime, which means Dang. they could which means they couldn't get through 
two laps. A lot of I don't know that counts. I lost count at one point, but it was nonstop them wrecking every time. Like I don't even know how you many might cars as well just put us, us out there to race at that point. I mean, oh, I it was like I could bob and weave through that thing. Oh, it was. I mean, it's brutal, and that series always has that. They have the bad reputation of guys driving bad, anyways. Then Saturday, which I had it split on with LSU game on one screen, this race another one. Cole Custer gets the win, which was big for him because he was in the Cup last year, Cup car last year, where Stuart Haas then took a step down because he really wasn't performing. He was really good in the Xfinity Series before, got his groove back, and he won the championship first time for Stuart Haas Racing to win the Xfinity Championship. Cool moment seeing, you know, that team has success. You know, it was actually a clean ending. All four drivers started on the on the first two rows in their overtime. They they went to one overtime for late caution. They all four started up front and they raced clean, which was nice to see after Friday night. I was like, good. At least they're not an embarrassment like Friday night was. Better. You know, oh yeah, it was it was nice. You know, and then you roll into uh, today. Ross Chastain wins the race, but he but 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 uh, Ronnie Blaney wins the championship because. Blaney finished second, but because Ross Chastain was eliminated and stuff for the playoffs, it Ryan Blaney it's, won it. But, does he still so get expand money? on that a little bit? So you can yeah. still race so yeah. that they have the same number of yeah. drivers on the track, but some yes. people are in contention and others aren't. Yeah. Uh, so it as a, it's, it's a ten race playoff. Every every three races they they eliminate four people. Ross Chastain was in the playoffs. I think he got eliminated in the round of eight. I forget exactly when he got eliminated, but the final race it's the highest finishing driver of those final four, but everyone else is racing for their end of the season total points where he moved up in the standings. I think he was able to move up to like eighth overall per season, which is, which, which is more money for the team and more money for everybody. It kind of helps with their standings, helps them long-term kind of things. You that Caleb kind of, Williams, you got to finish it out, man. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it was kind of cool because he did, you know, that he did his burnout first in the front stretch and then Ryan Blaney kind of came and did his and stuff. And you can kind of see the overlap a little bit. Then they, Took him to the real victory lane while while Blaney did his front stretch interview and kind of thing. And at first, I'm like, the guy won the race, and they didn't cut his interview to like 20 minutes. I'm like, it's kind of doing doing some disservice to him. I know he didn't win the championship, but he still won the race. Like that's the big deal, you know. It's still second win of the year. He won at Nashville when I was there for and dominated that race. But it it was kind of cool for Blaney because he had a summer slump. Like the dude struggled most summer. He won the Coke 600 on Memorial Day weekend. They kind of Fell into like I think he had like one top nine and then 15 races following that. And then he got on a hot streak in the playoffs. But first stage, Byron led for the pole, flag to flag, did really good. Harvick, who I'll talk about a little bit later, uh started out really good and stuff. So it almost beat him in the line there at the end of the stage. He's got, he got that clubby true to I his, love it. His you, you know me. Uh stage uh during stage two. Bell, who was one of the final four drivers, blew a, blew a brake rotor and got loose in the wall, which took him out of contention pretty early. I mean, that was on lap 117 of the, of the I think, the 317 total lap. So it's kind of sucked for him losing out early. He was running mid, up, uh, upper tens, uh, lower teens kind of all day with Blaney because he qualified not the best. You know, kind of sucked that for that point in the race, it was just the final three, which, which they ran – Pretty much one, two, three, you know, in order kind of there. But there was a lot of non-player drivers competing, which with, with Chastain is the first person in the in the like the round in the final four era of the playoffs that they've now been doing for 20 years now to actually win it, to actually win the race as a non-player driver, which is kind of cool that he right in this era, you know, which is, is kind of cool to see that, you know, 
But did Blaney know going in that, hey, if I get second, you know, that's yeah. enough points for me to win? Um, uh, as long as he's the highest finishing of the four, of the final four drivers. Okay. So, it, yeah, it, it didn't matter. He, like, if no, if he had to overcome the guy who was no. currently in first, like, no, it was just yeah, truly it, order of finish. Yep, order of finish. And it, and it kind of came down to it. And I was texting Matt, you know, because he's a big NASCAR as well, Choo-choo. how that caution came out with, uh, with about 34 to go. Same thing as 2001 or, or uh, 2021 championship. Kevin Kyle Larson won that championship because he had a really fast pit stop. And coming out of that out of that pit cycle, Larson won the race off pit road. It was up front. I'm like, oh, Larson's gonna do it again. It's how he won there that year. Beat my guy Truex that year. So I'm like, please don't have this happen again. That the guy, you know. But then on that 30 lap run, Blaney started behind him and got behind him was gaining on him. And then with about 20 or 15 to 20 to go, going to the dog leg, uh, Larson gets loose and Blaney capitalizes on that, catches up to his core panel and makes the move past and then stayed away the last 15 laps, just trying not to make any mistakes for Larson to catch him. And I imagine was, the teams, you know, are still fighting for their individual guys, oh yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's one of those things. It's, you know, and with Hendricks, they had the Larson and Byron are both technically teammates and they're both going for the championship. So it's like, you know, and they were both racing by each other the other day all day. Their other two teammates were kind of back there. And then with with Blaney, his teammate last year won this race, and he won it by Blaney riding his bumper and blocking from all day at the end of the race. So it's kind of like cool to see him get his moment in Phoenix after he probably could have won the, won the race last year, but didn't want to help his teammate out. You know, and it was it, it was really exciting there. I'm not a big fan of the playoffs ending there because it's, to me the racing is usually not the best. Neil wants to bring but, it down to Miami. I do. I think that it's just a better track. State. What? I said in the Sunshine State. Let me ask you this, Neil, regarding okay. regarding the racing. Uh, I saw on Twitter or X, some people were calling to, instead of having uh, the full field, to just mm-hmm. have the four cars. W- what's it's, your opinion on that? You think they should just have the four cars? I, I, think it's, so. I think it would be pretty cool. Uh, They're used to racing with the full field, though. I mean, to me, to me, it's kind of dumb because it eliminates some of the factors. Because, because to me, lap traffic, because uh, Phoenix is, is a short track technically. I think it's right around a mile, but it, it's considered a short track. And lap traffic plays a big deal in that. Like, you know, you know, having a leader kept lap traffic can help. You know, can help change the race because you can have, you know, for example, if the if you you know manufacturers say there's, you know, the Say that say the, the, say the leader's going to have a lap car and he's friends with the guy in first, he'll let him buy it, but he'll hang back and, and make the make the pass second right. guy more difficult. That happened today uh, a couple of times where where Larson was, was trying to make up ground, but then another Ford driver was would let Blaney buy him, you know, and then race Larson hard to try to help 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 out Larson, help out Blaney because, again, you know, you want to help out teammates, you know. Another point I want to impress with Brad Brad K, another of my guys, started dead last because he flew from on Friday. He flew from Phoenix to Charlotte Friday and then flew back this morning. And what? which to me, that's insane. Jet lag. His wife had a baby yesterday. So uh, he, okay. So he like All right. makes sense. It, it's one of those things, but like he started dead last because he because he didn't qualify his car. Another guy qualified the car and he finished top ten. Is it talking like that's impressive? That's, uh, that's impressive. Oh yeah, so that's like a he payday was, for that new kid too. Oh yeah, it's his. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it was kind of cool. I want to end this with uh, a major guy retired. Day. Kevin Harvick retired. Today was his last race, 
I kind of mentioned it earlier when it got early in the year when it got announced. It's kind of a big deal for the sport because he, you know, he replaced Dale Hart Senior when he died. You know, mm-hmm. he was oh, tapped yeah. to he was tapped to take the car over uh, third race in in two thousand one at Atlanta. He won the race, beating out Jeff Gordon in a crazy race. I rewatched that race Friday morning because I was bored, and you can watch all the old races online now for free. So I'm like, I'm gonna watch this old race just to see what it's all about. You know, it's kind of cool. Right. His historic team, it's fourteen. They're really good. He finished seventh today, which is nice to see. Like the guy was competitive till the very end. You know, you have some guys like Jimmy Johnson who struggled in their last season, doesn't really do anything, but he got to the final uh, thing. You know, they had a oh, lot of God. stuff to honor him. They had a lot of stuff to honor. Him. It was cool where he last few races he's done different old schemes to back. Today he had his his Kevin Harvick light bush light scheme to, mm-hmm. that he ran a couple years ago. It was kind of cool. His family was was there, you know, to celebrate with him, you know, you know, but it's one of those things he's leaving the car, but he'll be in the booth next year for Fox, the first half of the season, which would be good to see him in there. He's a big voice in the garage and how he's kind of come along, you know, and then it's kind of overshadowed that, but Eric Amarola, the driver of the team car is also retiring. He doesn't have that kind of career to, to get a lot of praise for, but he's still a consistent driver that has, I think he has four wins, which if you get more than two wins, you're considered in the, in the top, in the in the top ten of the sport, you know, if you oh, get wow. more, more than two wins, it's it's hard to win once, but it's even hard to win twice. So, you know, and but I think he'll be running some part time stuff next year. Next year they're saying an Xfinity maybe, you know, but but yeah, it's it was a good year. I'm excited to see what happens next year. You know, you know, next year's schedule is gonna be kind of weird, so I'm kind of excited to see how that goes. You know, we kick off at the Clash the weekend the weekend before the Super, weekend before the Super Bowl again in LA, hopefully for the last year. You know, but I mean, so I mean Daytona I won't start it. No, uh, every year they do like they did like a preseason expeditionary race. The oh, last yeah. two years they, they did it at the Coliseum, right? Yeah, the last two years, and they're there's talk about with the NFL around. going on in in the no. middle. Remember we talked about no. this. Neil boycotted yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, no, I no, think that would be awesome. I think it'd be crazy to see, but I mean, it's Rams Chargers at the Coliseum with NASCAR going on around it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm excited. This was a fun year. Kind of wild, you know, some of these teams that we thought were going to be good and some of the teams that kind of that were good last year didn't end up not being as good, you know. Next season will be fun having races back-to-back almost like two weeks apart from each other that I'll be going to, trying to drag, drag you know, Chet to one because it's an hour from his house. Yeah. And you might be going but, to Charlotte for uh, – I'm, whole... I'm talking about trying to do that. I may go to, I may go to, to, to Dega next year. I'm telling my dad to go, go be down to Talladega next year. So we'll get a NASCAR Neil camping at, at Talladega for, for I, camping in I the do it. middle part. That'd be awesome. I want to do it so bad. I'm taking my dad to do it. My dad, come down with me the weekend. Let's do it. Have a good time. I want to get that Matt was... and Neil on the track together at like Noah Motor Speedway and have them race uh, it out. Like that. I'm also pre- trying to get him to come up for a race promotion. next year as well. But I don't what? know how that's gonna happen with the with his stuff going on in his life. So I'm like, ah. But we'll we'll do motorsport, Matt, NASCAR, Neil racing out Nola Nola Speedway to see who gets to come on as the new NASCAR. Yeah, each bike. week y'all have to <laughs> challenge each other. Um, I like it. We'll get we'll get like NASCAR twelve loaded up on the Xbox and get them just racing online. But we'll uh, be in the race too, just like the championship where like exactly. we have no we'll say on it, but we can take chaos. it out. Just mass uh, chaos. My yeah, car I like it. crash. No. Well, Neil, I appreciate it uh, with your NASCAR updates. It was a good end to the season with, with Blaney winning. He was a pretty young guy, so it was always good and, to see. And it's also he, – he's also a fan favorite. All the, he's a, everybody in the garage loves him. You know, 
He's kind of a guy, he comes from a racing family. His dad raced NASCAR for a long time, never won a race. His grandfather was a, was a big sprint racer. So it's one of those things you love to see the drivers who are from the old racing stock have success, you know. you know Exactly. And, yeah, and also, legacy guys. Oh, oh, yeah. And also Penske Racing, they went back-to-back championships with Logano last year. Good, good to see the, see the old captain. The man's 80. He looks like he's 70. The man was so walking around victory. I'm like, that guy's older than dirt almost, and he's out there just walking around drinking beer. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. So, but Love to see it. Well, that pretty much wraps up this week's show with our NASCAR Neil update. We appreciate anybody, everybody listening in, watching live on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, hit that like, comment, share to your grandma. You know the deal. Uh, My grandma does watch. <laughs> what's up, okay. Wade's grandma? Thanks for watching. <laughs> um, anything else, guys, before we send it into the stratosphere? No. Not nope. your best All right. Yeah, send it into the stratosphere. <laughs> Catch us next week uh, live again, probably Monday night. Uh, y'all have a good one. See ya. See ya.